Hey, I'm Kat Chaos. And I'm Liz Gomez, also known as Hazy. And you're listening to Scary, Scary Encounters, Encounters with Hazy Chaos. Chaos, a podcast where we talk to some of our favorite bands and artists as they share scary encounters they've experienced and live to tell. This episode of Scary Encounters is brought to you by Anchor, podcasting made easy, anchor.fm. Mortis Viventi, the last authentic music brand dedicated to helping musicians and promoting music, mortisviventi.com. H.J. Tidy, Night Terror Publishing. Step into the bizarre world of H.J. Tidy, who is committed to introducing his readers to some of the most unusual, darker variety of true stories. Nightterrorpub.com. Sayasha Gianna, cosmic shaman, psychic medium, multidimensional healer, animal whisperer, teacher of empaths, healers, and starseeds. Are your encounters hitting too close to home? Contact Sayasha Gianna. Patreon.com slash Sayasha. Voided. Spooky artist who offers hand-painted, one-of-a-kind items, spooky pins, prints, stickers, and more. Lost in a void of what is dead. Voided.com. This is Sayasha Gianna, and you're listening to Scary Encounters with Hazy Chaos. Hello, everyone. This is season four, episode 33, and we are here with Sayasha Gianna. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Good to be here. Yay. So happy you're here again. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Of course. Second episode with you. For those of you who um, are not familiar, she is from season two, episode 16, which is actually a listener's favorite. Which is really cool. We had not, a not just a listener's favorite, but a host favorite too. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, that's true. wonderful. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Also, uh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yes. This is a special episode because we didn't even plan it out. Mm-hmm. But it's episode 33. Perfect. And you just turned 33 on 11122. I did. So if this is a very magical episode. You're a very magical girl. It's too perfect. <laughs> It's crazy. We didn't even plan it like that, huh? Mm-mm. What are the odds? But anyways, we're really happy and excited about this episode. It's our first ever on-site episode, meaning we are going somewhere and recording from another place other than our Hazy Chaos Cave, <laughs> which is a really big deal for us. It's a uh, bring your cat and Liz to work day for Sayasha. Literally, because <laughs> we're going to do some crazy shit today. Um, a lot of you are very excited about what we're about to do. We're going to visit the Biltmore Hotel in L.A. Um, I don't know, but before we get into that, for those of you who do not know who Sayasha is, please explain what you do and who you are. I am a shaman, a psychic, and a teacher. I specialize in teaching people how to tune into their gifts and how to strengthen their psychic abilities. I do readings. I have a Patreon. I teach classes. And I do house clearings and shamanic work, some animal mediumship and animal healing work, energy work, pretty much anything spiritual. I do it all. Uh, I can be found on Instagram, Sayasha Gianna, um, with a little period in between. And I'm on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sayasha. And uh, the Patreon is a really great place because I have bi-monthly classes 
where I teach uh, different modalities of healing and of psychic abilities to tap into. We do meditations. I do live readings. I um, also post energy updates and random readings on there for my patrons. Uh, the Instagram is a very fun place to be. I post pick a cards, updates, all kinds of silly things. And uh, I'm very, very excited and very grateful to have you guys as part of the Patreon community. I was just about to say. <laughs> I was too. Go ahead, Liz. <laughs> I think we've been a part of your class for a year now. And I can honestly say that I've learned so much. I feel like it's had a great influence on my life. It's pointed me in a direction that I didn't know I need to go in. And I recommend it to anyone that's listening. I do too. Um, right. What you just said right now really resonated with me. It pointed you in a direction that you didn't even know you had to go in. I didn't I even no know. Idea. I didn't even know this direction existed, to be honest. <laughs> I think I've learned a lot about myself that I had no idea about. And I had no in, no intention of even learning because I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. But I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for you. And I know Liz is too. We always tell you how much we love you. I would say that it's not that you didn't care. It's just that you didn't know there was a way in that direction. No, I didn't care actually because I had no self-love or self-respect for, you know, and I just didn't care to get to know myself. Okay. I was just, um, and I don't mean to sound all emo, but... I kind of am. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I'm sure someone listening right now understands what I mean. Um, But once you you recognize your self-worth and you acknowledge that you are worth more than what you think, it's all over. Like, it's all over from there. You know, it's a whole new journey. Yeah. And that's what I mean by that. Well, I guess I was speaking for myself then. I was projecting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't know that there was that I could go in that direction um I always had a feeling I feel I don't know like something always was calling me but I didn't know what steps to take I didn't have the map quest I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> you said map quest, said map quest. <laughs> not ways <laughs> no old school yeah but yeah it's like and it's cool because every time I hear you speak it's even some things that you've said before just click event like later on right. in my path I'm like, yeah, I've heard you say that plenty of times, but it finally clicked, you know. Um, That happened last Monday or Tuesday Mm -hmm. uh, during your class. And like I said, it's things I've heard before, but I really heard it this time. Right. That's wonderful to hear. Thank you for sharing. That was so good, Liz. I agree with you. I really do. I feel like maybe we've heard advice like this before from other people. But for some reason, your your cute little voice, Sayasha, you just, <laughs> you can s- whisper it, but it's like screaming at us. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just so much easier to, to hear. Right. And that's why I love doing what I do and helping people find their gifts and tap into them is because just seeing people um, realize their own power because we are really surrounded by messages that we're not good enough, that we should doubt ourselves, we shouldn't trust what we feel. And um, to see to see students and, and colleagues step into their power as spiritual beings is really magnificent and so fulfilling. And just knowing you guys from when I first met you, and I felt connected to you right away, and now we kind of figured out why that is of our, our kinship. Um, but seeing your journey and where you started and where you are now, it's just so amazing. I have so much admiration for you both. Sheesh. I 
<laughs> you made me hot. <laughs> Admiration. I'm emotional. I know like, I am uh. too. I'm all crying all over the mic. <laughs> no, but thank you. That means a lot. Um, you see me. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're being silly, but it's because we're nervous, I think. And um, we are very appreciative of you. And we wouldn't be where we are without you. S- straight up. Right, Liz? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My absolute pleasure. It's an honor. Yes. And I can't wait to see what our next journey is. Very excited. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, our next journey, literally, <laughs> is the Biltmore Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and we're about to go. So those of you listening, stay tuned. <laughs> okay, we're at the Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles with Sayasha. Say, why don't you tell the people why we're here? So, uh, I came to the Biltmore Hotel for the first time a few years ago. I didn't stay here, but I did walk through. And that was before I really tapped into my gifts. And even back then, I could feel that there's a lot of activity here. And uh, I occasionally get called to certain places where there's a lot of spirits or a lot of um, spiritual activity so that I can be of service and help cross spirits over who are lost or stuck between realms or to help clear old energy poltergeists or whatever kind of darkness is is present in these locations. So um, recently I felt called to come to the Biltmore and then since we were going to do an episode, I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to involve you guys in this experience. This has been here since the 1920s and uh, the there was a theory going around for a while that the reason it was haunted pretty soon after it was built. Um, normally, you know, you hear of older buildings, older homes being haunted, but not newly built ones um, was because they believed that it was actually constructed on human remains. And as someone who does a lot of house clearings and business clearings and that type of thing, uh, that's actually pretty common is Mm. um, if, you know, they're doing construction and they're digging up the earth and setting the foundations and they find human remains, what they're supposed to do by law is report it to the police, but that would delay construction for, you know, months So a lot of times they'll pretend that they didn't see it and just build on top of it. Mm. And in those cases, um, there is a lot of unrest in those, in those buildings as my mic goes in and out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're all, don't tell them. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to scoot it up a little more maybe? Would that help? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty close to it. Yeah. Yeah. She's really close. I haven't, I haven't moved very much. Mm Mm-mm. So we've been sitting here with you, and you've already um, helped a few people cross over, correct? Yes, yes, now, what yeah. for people listening that don't understand what that means, what exactly does crossing over mean? Right. So um, when somebody dies, there is a very natural pull and a very natural transition to go to the other side. And in certain cases, especially if there is a trauma or if there is some reason this person um, wants to hold on to their human body or has unfinished business, something like that. Sometimes they'll actually hold on instead of allowing themselves to transition. And in those cases, sometimes they can get stuck in between. 
And so part of my work and what I do is I help those lost souls across um, and help them resolve whatever emotional issue or whatever happened, whatever the reason is that they're still here. I help them work through that and then I help them cross over to be at peace. And you've done that literally in our living room. <laughs> yes, I have. We, <laughs> I think anywhere we've gone. Anywhere we I've go, she's like, like, oh, give me a second, you guys. And she like... <laughs> She just like dismisses herself, but she's still there. That's such a, a strong and powerful gift. How many times Thank have you, you done that today already? Yeah. Oh. Um, I see your list, girl. At least, <laughs> let's see, one, two, three. At least seven times today since I've been here. Mm-hmm. What time um, did you get here? Just half an hour before you guys, maybe. <laughs> Man. Like 6.30 or so. 6.30, yeah. And you said like that. that before you even got here, you had a dream. Right? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, a lot of times when I tune into these places that need my help, the spirits who are there will actually reach out to me and ask me for help. So that's why I felt called to come here to begin with. And then a few nights ago, I had this dream that I walked into a room and there was um, a group of people in the center of the room. And uh, they said, We've, we're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. And I didn't understand at first. And around the perimeter of the room was this dark energy. Um, almost if you've seen Harry Potter, kind of the way they travel in that dark smoke, it kind of looks like that. And it was um, moving around the perimeter of the room, which is why they were sort of crowded in the center to get away from the darkness. And when I looked up at the ceiling, it was the ceiling of the Biltmore. So that told me that, number one, that they were waiting for me and that I had a lot of work to do here that there's a lot of souls that are lost and also that there is some dark energy here that I would need to be prepared for. And in the spirit realm, even though they are in spirit form, they're still affected by negative energy. So um, like in this particular hotel, I was asking those I was helping to cross over about the different floors because there are some floors um, like floor number two, I believe they don't even allow people to stay on the second floor because it is so haunted. So they don't rent out those rooms. And I asked why that is. And, um, they were telling me there's just so much activity and so much darkness there. And there are spirits that I helped over who stay specifically on the floor that we're on right now, which is, uh, the ninth floor because they want to avoid that, that darkness. So, um, yeah, so I knew that I was meant to come and be of service and help them and help more, help more people be at peace in whatever realm they're in. Yes, and you mentioned the ceiling of the Biltmore. Yes. That's one of the first things I noticed when I walked in. I looked up like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. this we'll, is a we'll post a picture of, of, the, of the ceiling. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very distinct, right? Mm-hmm. And then we went and walked around a bit and there's just, um, there's so much to see. And everything just has so much energy in it, you know, just the hallways itself. And is my mic going in and out? Hello? It was a little bit. It was, huh? But I was listening to the sounds outside. Oh, okay. Coming in. What's going on out there? <laughs> Chaos. Don't bring me into it. Sheesh. <laughs> um, so you say you have, a, you have a list here in front of you. Would you mind sharing some of the people that you've helped cross over so far? Sure. Um, The very first 
spirit who I helped was a little girl. She was five years old, and she actually died in this hotel. It was an accident. She fell down the stairs. And she was beautiful, so sweet. And again, it's so sad because once they're lost, the reason that she was still here was she was trying to hold on to her parents who were looking for her. And she was so upset and didn't understand what had happened. So she held on to her physical form and didn't cross over and tried to help her parents find her, tried to reconnect with them. And now she's been here for decades. So I was able to help her cross over and reconnect her with her parents who were already waiting for her on the other side. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That one made me cry. (laughs) It's sad, but it's so, it's so touching. Right. Poor girl. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you helped her. What was her name? Flora? Flora was her name. Beautiful. Very sweet. So cute. Is she the youngest you helped so far? Yes. She is the youngest that I've seen so far here. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that um, a lot of people come to these haunted places or, you know, hotels or all these different locations to experience paranormal activity, thinking that it's a lot different than what we experience day to day and forgetting that these are people who lived, that these are people just as we are. They're just in a, in a different state. Um, a lot of people are afraid of experiencing the paranormal or connecting to spirits or anything like that. But really there's so, there's so much there that is benevolent and loving and just asking for help or asking for attention. So Yasha was asking me, what do you feel? And I'm like, well, what do you feel? <laughs> you tell me first. Cause I didn't want to sound silly, but we ended up feeling the same thing. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, um, very, it's like confirmation that everything I've been told throughout my life, like, Oh, you're, you're gifted and you have this and you have that. It's like, okay, maybe I do, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess, when you're growing up and you're told that, you think like, oh shit, I'm weird. Like something's wrong with me because you, society makes you feel like something's wrong with you, you know? Right. Something's completely right. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like it. Like again. Yeah. So I was actually um, very impressed, Kat, with you tapping into that woman's energy who was here earlier. Miriam? Yes. So there's a woman <laughs> who came in. Uh, when I first got here, I sat down. I connected with the energy of the hotel, with the energy of the land, and then with the spirits I knew were underground. Um, I got them taken care of. And, uh, and then I started asking just on our floor what spirits wanted help to come in one at a time and I would help them. And uh, after you guys got here and I was helping someone, this woman came in and sat down in this chair, in this red chair we have in this, in this hotel room. And uh, Kat picked up on her right away. And she said, there's someone sitting over there, huh? And I looked mm-hmm. over, and sure enough, there she was. Um, and while I helped the spirit I was helping at the time, I asked Kat and Liz to tap into her energy just to practice, just to see what they could feel, because I could, I could sense that it was a safe environment for them to tap into that and a good chance to practice. And Kat got so much information on her. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Well, it's crazy because when sh- when Sayasha asked me, like, oh, what, what do you feel? Right when I looked at the chair, I got chills, like bone chilling. And I was like, I can't even look at the chair. I got all scared. But you just taught me that 
would you just teach me about chills? Yeah, so chills are usually validation. If you get tingles or chills, it's a it's a validation. That's why when someone tells you something and it's very exciting or someone tells you something and it rings true or resonates, you'll tend to get chills or goosebumps. See, but society tells you when you get chills, you're scared. Right. So I got scared and I was like, I can't even look at the chair. But when you told me no, she's trying to communicate with you. I said, oh, okay. So then, yes. Um, and I kind of just tuned in, I guess. And um, I got overwhelmed with sadness, mm -hmm. very deep sadness. And um, she told me she was murdered. Right. And then when you told me, what did she say? I said, well, you tell me first. <laughs> 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 I'm not very confident with this yet. And you said, well, she was murdered. I said, oh, shit. Yeah. And um, her husband murdered her. Correct? Right. Yeah. And try to hide it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the sadness came in. Like, obviously, she's sad because she got killed, but from someone she loved. Right. That's fucking sad. Yeah. And it was just, uh, it was a little overwhelming, but I think I, I learned how to, very quickly learned how to handle it, the mm -hmm. sadness. Yeah. Um, I have anxiety right now, and I'm peeling off my nail polish. I don't know <laughs> what that is, but something's overwhelming me right now, so. Liz also felt something. Mm-hmm on her knee i just felt like this little pressure it, like a little grip almost and someone touched it sort of i don't know it was just different hi do you hear that <laughs> hi screaming right yeah i wonder if we can hear that in the recording probably not mm. I'm kind of wondering if it's like from the street. Oh, okay. Well, why is someone screaming on the street? <laughs> Let's go investigate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pause. Just kidding. <laughs> no, take the microphone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? So you felt the the pressure on your knee, and then minutes later, say, oh, she's like, okay, something's on this side now, which was th that side, right? Well, like even now, like I still feel like a weird feeling i don't know i feel uncomfortable i don't know i don't feel like myself entirely to be honest right now what um not in a bad way i just feel on edge maybe like a little just uncomfortable yeah it's uncomfortable in here <laughs> in general but to not feel like herself is that yeah i'm gonna tap i'm tapping into this side of the room that she's on to make sure everything's okay She's fine. She's protected. Nothing's going to happen to her. Um, I think that this is the first time, Liz, that since you have really awakened your abilities, you've been in a place where there's been so much activity. And I think you're trying to regulate because there's so much going on. So this is actually a really great opportunity for me to share a little exercise and how to, how to protect your energy. Mm. please do so can we all take a deep breath together yes take a really really yummy deep inhale and a long relaxing exhale and take a couple more of those and we're going to ground ground our energy so when you ground your energy you are relaxing your body you're allowing yourself to be fully in your body 
when we get stressed or nervous or absent-minded, sometimes we can get a little floaty. So taking some deep breaths and just relaxing, sinking into the chair or the bed, or if you're standing, really pressing into your feet. Ooh, I'm really going in and out now. Mm-hmm. Um, that will help you to ground. And that is how ideally you want to live your life is in a very grounded, present state. And then once you have that, um, it's helpful to envision around yourself a bubble of light. And this can vary depending on what is most easy for you to visualize. You may see an egg, a circle, um, even just an energy kind of emanating from you. But you want to be surrounded in light. White light is the most powerful for this exercise. So envisioning yourself in a circle or egg of, of light. And once you start to see that clearly and setting the intention that that light is brightening and lifting your frequency, imagine the perimeter around the outside of that egg or that circle. So you're putting the shield all the way around your auric field. And you can give it a color. It can be silver or gold or black, whatever feels most protective to you. And seeing that clearly all the way up over your head, under your feet, to your right and left side, to the front and back, just completely enveloped in this white light surrounded by the shield. And then set the intention that nothing is allowed to cross that barrier. Your energy is yours and yours alone. That's your divine right. And nothing is allowed to touch your energy. And you can even envision something trying to come in and bouncing right off that shield. And your intention is enough because you have sovereignty over your own energy. Nothing can touch you without your permission. So that little exercise, if you're ever in a place where the energy feels weird, I like to do that exercise every day, but putting that barrier, putting that boundary around yourself will um, keep you safe, especially if you are doing this kind of work. How are you feeling over there, Liz? I'm hearing all kinds of things. You're hearing it too? I heard like a song. I heard it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah, there's a lot going on in here. That's why I suggested that we not do an overnight stay this time. Normally, when I go to any hotel or Airbnb, I have to cleanse it first before I can relax and uh, set a barrier of protection around it. Otherwise, I will get bothered by spirits the whole time that I'm there or whatever energy. A lot of people come in and out of hotel rooms or Airbnbs. So there's a lot of energy left behind. So doing a little cleanse of any space that I go into is what, what I need to do in order to sleep But a cleanse, a cleanse wouldn't even work here, huh? It would if that's what I did right when I came in. If I came into this room and immediately did a cleanse of this room and put protection around it, um, but 
because there's so much activity here, it would take a lot of energy to do that. Um, and I already, after I had that dream and saw the darkness, I already prayed on it and meditated on it and received the message that it's not safe for me to stay here at this time. I'm also kind of tired. I've had a pretty rough last month with a lot of family stuff and holiday stuff. I am not at my strongest right now. Um, so yeah, it would not be a good idea to, for me to stay here and probably you guys, if you guys are also upgrading currently in your gifts. It's only 1124 <laughs> <laughs> and I feel exhausted. I feel like it's 2 a.m. Wow. Really? That's how I felt earlier, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Are you okay to keep going? Do you want to take a break? Yeah. We're back. So we are off. We're back, bitches. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all feeling the same thing in this room. We get sudden <laughs> bursts of coldness on our arms and legs, correct? Yes. And right now I was like, oh, I feel it here. And then what did you say? It's running around us? Yeah, because I felt it on, on my right side. And then it went around the table to you and you felt it on your outer arm. Yeah. And you said they're on the bed behind us. Yeah. There's kids? kids. There's kids in here. Kids behind us on the bed. Mm -hmm. Can you guys jump on the bed? For what me? are they? Shut up. What are they doing? Just chilling? Yeah, just playing. But we're safe, yes? Yes, we are safe. How's, how's our friend over here in the chair? Uh, he's fine. He's chilling. Okay, I'm cold again. You guys feel that? It feels like a fan. Um, this is the hotel. She was killed. Her body was found outside of this hotel. So this is the hotel that's famous for the Black Dahlia murder that was never solved. And I thought that um, I looked into this hotel. I read different stories. And some people think that they see her or see a woman going up and down the stairs. Um, but I actually checked in on her, um, and she is peacefully on the other side. She's not here. And uh -huh. she told me that she crossed immediately at the time of her murder. Oh, good. Um, but that there are other women here, and people assume it's her because there's women here who, who passed, um, especially on the stairway, which is kind of a creepy place to be. And that's kind of something to be wary of <laughs> in general. If there is a lot of negative activity and a stairway and people die in the same way over and over, um, probably want to avoid those stairs or cleanse them. Really? Yes. And um, my sister, shout out to my sister, was oh. telling me a story of a hotel that she stayed in in Santa Rosa. And she was on the stairs, walking up the stairs and got the creepiest feeling and felt like she was going to get pushed down the stairs oh, wow. and felt that way all the way, just the whole time she was on the stairs and found out later that someone had actually died falling down the stairs. Oh, wow. And um, it felt like someone was going to push her. And that can happen. Yikes. So... 
the fact that especially like the little girl that I found died by falling down the stairs Mm -hmm. and then the women who were here who fell down the stairs and I can't remember I'll need to look it up I can't remember who it was but there was a, a famous couple who stayed here um and when the husband left to audition left his wife here alone he came back and she was dead at the bottom of the stairs so she'd fallen so is it like a force like a negative it can yeah i know what you're um it can be like negative negative entities um in a certain place or like a poltergeist that that kind of lures things in or pushes or creates a force of some kind yeah um it's not spirits it's not the people who are here but it is like something that is created that needs to be cleared Liz, you okay? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Nothing. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, your vibe <laughs> is just off. I'm just playing with nothing. Okay. Anything? Is there something you could bite? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Say it in the. What did you say? It's like I think we're holding hands. Hold my hand. So Liz just asked Sayasha, is something right here next to me? And they said yes. And you and you said you think you're holding hands with it? You're holding hands with it. Yeah. How does it feel? Feels like pressure. Pressure? Yeah, like kind of heavy. Mm -hmm. Is it a kid? Mm -hmm. It's a girl. Hi. Oh my god! Yeah, they love Liz. They do. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a bad vibe. It's crazy. Wow, I know. I'm looking over at you, and you have your hand out. That's why I asked if you're okay. <laughs> and then you go, yeah. What? I'm fine. <laughs> well, why is your hand out? <laughs> you, you can see in the dark. I could literally see. Yeah, your hand out. Oh. Trying to lie to me. <laughs> I was trying to like not be so obvious. No, you gotta share with us. Come on. Well, I don't know. Okay, again, I downplay myself a lot, I guess. And I was like, uh, uh, do I say this out loud or am I crazy? Both. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so that is another gift is you felt something on your knee and now you feel something on your hand. So you actually feel tangible and t- energy in a tangible way. That's amazing. Is it draining you at all? No, I feel fine right now. Good. Poor thing. What is she? Is she okay, the girl? I'll check on her. Yeah. She's oh. okay right now. She's happy to be with Liz. The kids came out as soon as you went over with that microphone and you were like a little playful over there. You attracted them in here. And a lot of times when there are children, um, they can be a little shy and kind of hide. Sometimes if I'm helping a whole room full of people, they'll be the last to come out because they're scared and they don't know what's going on. Um, so as soon as you went over and you had that playful energy, they thought it would be okay to come in and be playful which is why we feel all this cold moving all around us because they're kind of running around but she is holding your hand when you tune into her energy so she is nine years old 
and I'm going to ask her why she's here. She did pass away here in this hotel. It was an accident. She fell and hit her head, not on the stairs. I'm getting in the pool. Something happened. She fell by the pool and hit her head and died. Um, but that's why she's here. And she has friends here. Let me see why they're here. Oh, she made friends with them after the fact. She didn't know them before she died. So she, they just stuck together, these kids. Liz, I think um, one of the readings that I did for you when we were tapping into really what your gifts are and your natural affinity for shamanism, um, like a mothering energy came out, like a very protective mothering energy. I can't remember exactly what, what it was, um, but that is why the kids all are coming to you is because you, I mean, naturally you have a bada, charming, Gemini, playful, fun energy. Um, but you also, they know that you would protect them. So that's why they're coming to you. So I'll, when we finish here, I'll help her cross over and her friends. But she just plays with them on this floor. She's scared to go to the other floors because there's dark things here. And they've been scared and lonely, but they have each other, so they play sometimes, but they do hide. They have to hide a lot is what she's telling me, which is why she was hiding before. Have you, actually, no, you probably haven't. Have you visited the other floors yet? Uh, I went down to the first floor. Okay. So not the lobby, but the first floor. Um, accidentally, the elevator just took me there. Oh. Yeah, I pushed the lobby, but it took me to the first floor. And that's the one right below the lobby. Mm -hmm. And got a weird vibe right away. Um, and then came right back up to the lobby. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I know we talked about going to the second floor. Are we going to? If you guys want to, before we go, we can go to the second floor. I think we should do it. Liz wants to do it. I think we should do it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I have energy right now, so I'm going to finish. Did she give you, <laughs> did little friend give you energy? Can you have her come hold my hand? Just kidding. No, I don't <laughs> I'm sorry, friend. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> It's not that but bad. I, it's not like no. Mm -mm. They like you. Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's I don't know. It's different. It just feels like for a second there, I felt like I couldn't even like hold my hand. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It wasn't scary. And you at all. and it's funny because you always say kids don't like you. I know. <laughs> Literally <laughs> always says that. Kids don't like me. Yeah, but but look who they <laughs> but look who they went to. Well, look at the time. <laughs> not to me. I got the older lady, though, Miriam. Mm -hmm. You see? Okay. I get the old ones. You get the <laughs> babies. Anyways. It's not a competition, you guys. I no, it's you're definitely. All making, no. You're all creating teams. <laughs> <laughs> My children. Team. Attack. 
my viejas <laughs> attack dodgeball leader who's on my team <laughs> everybody so <come> on, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck only we would make jokes of this huh <laughs> we're weird you gotta have fun with it yeah Keep oh my life. gosh is there anything else you'd like to share with us about the hotel about some anything um I think I think that's it. This is a, a place that has a lot of activity. Um, I think it's important to, of course, we can make a light of it as we're moving through it and, and being of service and being loving toward it. I think it is important to have a general respect um, for that for that world and a love. Um, I know when I've shared with friends, especially when I make new friends and I explain what I do, and I will tell them for the first time, these spirits are calling me to help them or someone speaking to me wants me to help them. It's that They can be a bit weirded out by it, but what they don't understand is it's the same as if there was a, a human person standing in front of me saying, I really need your help, can you help me? And of course you would help them. Or if someone called you and said, hey, can you come over, I really need your help. It's, it's the same. And I think it's important to... Um, to really understand it that way, that we really are, like having that unity consciousness of we're all the same as souls. And really how things get out of hand when we're doing this kind of work is when we have a lot of fear or when we um, don't trust ourselves or when we put ourselves into situations that we know um, are against our intuition. Because there are some haunted places I would not go. I know that it's too big of a job for me. And it would not be a smart idea for me to go there. It would make a great story, sure, but it's not worth it to go against my intuition. Whereas when I came here today, I knew I was completely supported. I could feel the protection around me. I set my intention before I came to be of service. And um, yeah, I would just encourage anyone who has these experiences to, first of all, take care of yourself and set proper boundaries and make sure that you are familiar with your own energy and protective of your own energy and then not to be afraid when these things come up because ultimately we decide if we decide what is allowed to touch our energy and what is not not just in the spirit world but in the in the physical world too who is allowed in our life who's allowed in our field who's allowed to affect us emotionally and who's not it's up to us we really are intensely powerful beings so um yeah, having proper boundaries, um, being respectful of yourself and of others. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do a bit more clearing here and uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. <laughs> oh, we're not done yet. We aren't done. <laughs> we, we are going to go, go to second floor. We're going to go visit some floors real quick. If anything happens, we'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully we won't be back. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Cold. Did you guys feel that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did feel that. Wow. Ooh, that got really cold right now wow whoa yeah that's the second floor waiting for you that was okay <laughs> i tap out okay so it's been a couple days since we visited the hotel um and in these last couple days the three of us have each experienced weird things that we wanted to kind of recap on so we invited sayasha back i don't know where to start so sayasha if you want to start somewhere it's just been a crazy past couple days for each of us and we can each go over it but mm -hmm. right. i don't know <laughs> why don't we start with uh why we decided not to stay there 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So um, actually a few days before we were going to stay there, I had a dream um, warning me not to stay there overnight. And normally this wouldn't be a problem, but as I mentioned, I'd been kind of depleted, a little tired. And uh, there was more spirits there and more activity there than I could handle uh, really by myself, even with both of you there helping me to hold the energy. So I was warned, especially because I'm so sensitive, um, not to stay. And then once we got there and I got a feel for it, I didn't feel good with you guys staying there either. Hmm. Yeah, because at first you were like, I'm not staying, but you guys can definitely stay. Everything's yeah. taken care of. And we're like, okay. So I took my jammies and everything. <laughs> and then she said, actually, it's dangerous for you too. We're like, okay, bye. <laughs> Are you kicking us out? <laughs> yeah. So we ended up leaving at like one in the morning and we checked out and the guy that checked us out looked at us like, what the heck? Why are you leaving? <laughs> like, it was a little awkward, but um, just the, it was, I'm, I'll speak on my behalf. When I, right when I left the building, I felt so much better. I felt, um a lot of pressure and a lot of um, anxiety inside there. Right. You know? And yeah. right when we left, I was like, oh, I felt like I could breathe again. Yeah. I remember you had a really rough moment in the elevator. Oh, my gosh. Coming down. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get yeah. Me out. Yeah, that was... Um, Don't take the stairs. And no, we were not going to st- take the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> I think I felt kind of the opposite. I don't know. Um, when I left, I felt different, like heavier. I, I was actually quiet the whole way home. Yeah, yeah. you didn't speak one bit. Mm-mm. Maybe because something was attached <laughs> to you, but we'll get into that. We'll get back to that. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> no, even when we got there, I remember you were already feeling things even before we got there. Yeah. I mean, as you can hear in the earlier in the episode, you're really exhausted before we even... Beyond exhausted, yeah. Yeah, and I'm walking into the place like, okay, cool, like not realizing, oh yeah, we're doing an episode here and it's pretty haunted, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we started recording that I was just like, oh, whoa. Like, I got super tired, and it it's just not like me at, what, 10 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I mentioned, too, before we started recording right now, like, people who know you are going to notice, like, what the fuck? That was not Liz. You're all quiet and soft-spoken and super chill. But then if you guys noticed, after we took a, the break, she came back, like, full force. Super playful mm-hmm. and just back to normal Liz. We're back, bitches. And, you know, that's Liz. And it was just crazy. You you were like a completely different person. It was weird. Yeah, even that energy of me coming back super playful was... Not you? Not me. I mean, yes, it is. Like, I'm, I'm such a goofball at times. But, like, I don't know. It was, it was just different energies for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was the kids. Yeah, I think it was too. So we learned a lot about your gifts that night. We learned, Kat, that you have very strong empathic skills in terms of your clair, your clair skills. So when a spirit comes in or an energy comes in, you feel the emotions. And that helps you to understand their story, Mm -hmm. understand what they're feeling, what they've been through, how they are, um, how they feel toward you. Are they safe or not? All of that information can come through just by you being able to feel what they're feeling. And then I think this may be the first time that Liz tapped into her channeling abilities because she was feeling 
it in a different way. So she, it wasn't emotional for her. She was feeling the energy moving through her from these different beings. Hmm. So um, what's important for both is learning, because as we open up our gifts, we kind of have to learn how to set really great boundaries so that we're not, our energy doesn't get depleted by these beings. So now that you're more aware of what these um, gifts are and how they manifest, it'll be easier to hold a barrier between you and the spirit so you can still read, but you're not taking on the energy yourself. But it was it was pretty amazing seeing Liz interact with all those kids. That was crazy. That was really amazing. That was crazy. I wish we had it on video or something because I think I mentioned in the recording while we were there that Sayasha's talking away and I look over and Liz is staring off into space with her hand out in the darkness and I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? But I didn't want to interrupt Say, so I waited for her to finish and I was like, girl, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I didn't want to be rude either. <laughs> Dude, and, and then you straight up, you said, oh, I didn't know you could see me. Ew, that freaked me out too. <laughs> it was so dark and I thought I was being um, secretive. That was a trip. Yeah, <laughs> secretive wit- witness witnessing that myself too that was that was a trip you're powerful dude you know it's actually not the first time but it's the first time in a long time Mm. um I don't know if I've told you guys before but there's been times where I've been chilling on the bed and I will feel like somebody sits down on it I'm like oh shit feeling something sit on the bed while I'm I'm laying on the bed is so fucking creepy (laughs) right yeah Yeah. especially when I'm alone because then I don't know. It's just me. But like whenever things happen with me and somebody else, I have this nervous tick where I just start laughing. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, yeah, which you do. we will also come back to. We'll come back to that. I scream like home alone, but she. <laughs> it's so I good, do. guys. No, it's not. It's so embarrassing, but it's genuine. I, I give you permission not. to scare Kat the next time you see her so you can see this. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for um, explaining that to us. I didn't I never knew what it was called. Mm-hmm. You know, what did you say that I had again? Um, you have really strong empathic abilities. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. yes. And you she's know, a channeler, you said? She's a channeler, yeah. Mm. I mean, you both have other gifts as well, but those are the ones that shone through the most this night and that you strengthened the most on the night that we were there. Wow. I remember getting in there or into the room and seeing that you guys both felt things mm-hmm. so quickly. And I'm just there like, <laughs> just sitting there watching you guys do your thing and I'm like wow this is really cool thinking that okay well I'm gonna let them do their thing and I'm just gonna watch I'm a document and I really didn't think that I was gonna feel anything so it was just kind of crazy to that all of a sudden something happens I'm like oh shit it like caught me off guard like I said I've I underestimate myself I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I do too though you're not alone because every time Say would ask me, what do you feel? I'm like, what do you feel? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me first. But you're always right. <laughs> tell Liz again. Always late. Tell Liz again. I'm always right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Step on that cricket. Those crickets sound a little wheezy. <laughs> Leave them alone, okay? Anyways, <laughs> what else? What else has gone down these past couple days? Okay, um, how about we explain why we didn't go to the second floor? Oh yes. Oh right. Uh, so by the time we were done recording, we had a room full of children for me to cross over. Oh my gosh! As well as our friend Bartholomew, 
who we made. Um, he was a spirit who came through while I had Kat focusing on Miriam, the female spirit who had been murdered in the hotel. Liz picked up on a male spirit who came in and um, his name was Bartholomew and he opted to stay throughout the podcast. So we actually pulled up a chair for him and let him stay throughout. And um, I had to cross him over with the children and I was starting to get tired from holding the energy of the room. Um, when I first entered the room, I put protection around it so that no lower vibrational entities could get in. So the only things we would be interacting with were spirits that had positive intentions, um, nothing negative. And I was getting very tired. And as the night went on, spirits actually become more active the later it gets. You know, the, the whole witching hour thing is, is a real thing. Um, so I was feeling uh, some pressure actually coming up from the floor. And I knew that once I crossed the children over and crossed over Bartholomew, I wouldn't have enough energy to hold the whole room together and to keep everyone safe, including myself. So um, I told you guys, please pack up. As soon as I finish this, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And we did. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we and did. And I'd like to point out that the chair we pulled up for him is the same chair she's sitting in in her promo photo. Mm -hmm. That beautiful red chair. <laughs> so pretty. I wanted to take it. I know. That was a beautiful chair. It was. That's um, the one Miriam sat in, too. Same one. Yes, you're right. Okay, we have to go back for it. <laughs> or how much you want for that chair and dismantle <laughs> it then put it back together later <laughs> but yes yes i remember you saying that you guys need to pack up and we need to get out of here and we looked at each other like okay we started wrapping up all the equipment mm -hmm. and we took off that was a trip maybe we will return mm -hmm. sometime in the future mm -hmm. um i actually have something uh something fun to bring up okay so I guess Kat told her coworkers that she would be <laughs> visiting the hotel, right? Yeah. So the next day I go back to work and my coworker Jackson turns around and she's like, dude, were you at the Biltmore? And I'm like, yes, you know about it? And she was like, oh my God, I stayed there. It was super creepy. I am just weird vibes all around. And I got this weird feeling that I was going to fall down the stairs for whatever reason, which was weird because we talked about that earlier and people have died and kids have died in the hotel from falling down the stairs. Um, and she said that someone she went with was so sick to her stomach that she couldn't even spend the night and had to leave home, like, late at night. So that was weird because we had to leave too, you know? But um, it was funny because she was like, dude, I know I always tell you, like, maybe we can hang out on the weekend or hit me up if you do something fun, but I think I changed my mind. I don't think I want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> it was funny. But we have a love-hate relationship, you know, because – or Scorpios and shit, so it makes sense. But um, another person I want to give a shout out to is Carol, my homegirl at work. Uh, she, her and I vibed off the podcast Morbid, and when she told me she liked that, I was like, damn, I think I have something to show you, and I showed her this one. I showed her our podcast, and uh, for those of you that know me, I'm very um, private at work for the most part, but when I do, you know, open up to people, it's with cool people. So shout out to Carol and Jackson and Anessa. Shout out to you too. She said that she had uh, weird dreams um, leading up to this day because we I had told her what we were going to do and she started having hotel dreams and shit. So shout out to you three. Another thing that happened though that I think we need to talk about is the attic. 
Mm-hmm. That's you, Liz. <laughs> That's you. So the next day, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. we were waking up and we hear these footsteps running across the ceiling from one corner to the corner right above us. And it doesn't sound like heavy or anything. It just sounds like, <clears throat> I don't know if you can. Yeah. Right? It's not heavy. It. I don't know. It's weird. It, it can't be a a rat or anything, I thought right? I said it was a rat. Just I felt <laughs> well. That's why I bring it better. up, right? It mm-hmm. it couldn't have been. It just sounded like footsteps. I'm just like laying in bed, just like oh, like trying to ignore it. But then at the same time, it's like okay, I know I heard that, but whatever, brushing it off, right? Then was it the same night? It was the same night. Okay, so that same night we were home, we're in bed, and. We have an empty water bottle on the dresser, and we just hear... So, you know, you guys listening, you know how when you drink a water bottle and you finish it, you close it, but you leave a little bit, like, popped in, and then later it pops out and it freaks you out? Show them how. So, wait. No, wait. (laughs) That's what we thought it was when it popped at first, right? We're like, oh, it's just the water bottle. It's settling or whatever. Yeah. But then it happened again, and we were like, wait. Hmm. And then it happened again. And we were like, hold on. You guys, it happened five times. And then Liz starts talking to whatever spirit was in the room with us because it was obviously not just the water bottle acting up. I was what feeling it, all ballsy after hanging out with Sayasha. Uh-huh. You know, she's telling me I have do. gifts and shit. We always do. She's telling me I'm powerful. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I lay up, I sit up. <laughs> and I'm like, look, <laughs> I have to go to work tomorrow. So, um, can we do this tomorrow? I promise. I'll call her. We'll, we'll handle all of this. We'll just, call I, Sayasha and help just, you tomorrow. I'll I just, yeah, I just really need to go to sleep right now. <laughs> this is a true story. We're being silly. We're being silly, but this is a true story. That's like seriously how I... Dude, was she was all stern, right? And I was then trying. It was all quiet. So I lay down. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, bitch, that's right. We lay back <laughs> down and it did it again, you guys, six times. And... Before we started doing this, I emptied a water bottle, the same kind of water bottle, and this is how it sounded. Watch. Like that. Like somebody squeezed it. Not just a pop, but a squeeze. Six times. So, our bitch asses call Sayosha. <laughs> so, Kat freaks out, and I'm laughing. I freak out. Shut up, well, you freaked out too. Well, I did, but I'm laughing because I have a nervous tick. I'm like, fine, I'll call her. <laughs> I screamed like home alone, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, I call Sayasha at midnight, and I'm like, oh, fuck, she answered. Thank God. And um, I tell her what's going on. And and she answers with, uh, well, you told me about the footsteps, and you told me about the water bottle, which was two different beings. And uh, I was able to so from a distance I can clear things um astrally so I checked into what was there and there was a lower vibrational entity there trying to scare you guys and then the running you heard upstairs was a little boy from the hotel that followed Liz home (laughs) so I crossed him over his name was Daniel he was very cute and then I cleared I first I cleared the entity from your space you could go to sleep and then uh, once that was peaceful, we got off the phone. And then later I went back and made sure that that little entity would not come back to you. What did it look like? Um, it was on the smaller side. It was a 
So there's in the same way that uh, the angels, there's like a, a hierarchy of angels. There's a hierarchy of demons. It's the same. And it was a lower level. So it, it, it couldn't touch you, couldn't hurt you, couldn't do anything. Not that any demon can or is allowed to. Um, but it had to resort to trying to scare you in some type of way. And I had an experience with a lower energy also uh, the night after. And when I tuned in and, and talked to my spirit guides and, and prayed on it and asked why these entities were coming out, they were telling me that this particular podcast and the work that we did is very important and that people tuning into their gifts more and people beginning to become more mindful and conscious of their energy um, has a tremendous impact on our world. And so anything that supports that and, and what you guys do of um, sharing these experiences and normalizing this connection we have naturally to the spirit realm and really validating people's experiences and holding them in space as they share their stories. It's so powerful, really wonderful. So we, uh, we upset some darker beings who, who didn't want us to, to put this out there. And that's, that's what happened. But, um, I have since been able to clear everything and we're all, we're all balanced again. I hope people listening, um, if you need help exploring or acknowledging your gifts or powers, please reach out to Sayasha. She's very easy to talk to, very easy to approach, and she'll answer any questions you have. Reach out to her on Patreon, email her, whatever you have to do. And we want to thank those listening who have just been supporting us since day one. When we uh, started this, we seemed... We sounded like we were crazy, like, but we had, we had some supporters like, no, do it. Like you can do it. So we did it and here we are. And I just feel like it's become such a long way and we have, um, some day ones and then we have some new ones. One new one that I want to give a shout out to really quick is her name's Elaine and she is a bassist from the Devochkas, which is pretty old school. If you guys know that name, we've been talking about all this stuff and she's actually really powerful too. So I just want to give a shout out to her and um, thank you for supporting us. And we hope to talk to you soon on here whenever you're back in town because mm -hmm. she's in Germany right now. So see you soon. Hell yeah. See you soon, girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Putting but, it out um, there. No, but even if you're in Germany or right next door, we appreciate you regardless. And we appreciate you, Sayasha, for so much, for so much. Oh, I can't even, I, I don't even. Get ready for another 30 minutes. Another 30 <laughs> minutes of how much we love Sayasha. Yeah. And go. Reason number one. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sayasha's arms are number one. Sayasha's oh, no. legs oh, are no. number Stop one. it, stop it. <laughs> Edit this out. Wait, how much do you want to bet that our listeners love Nacho Libre? I'm sure they do, but this isn't the time and place. Sorry. Thank you so much for inviting us on your adventure. That was an experience. <laughs> right, Liz? Mm -hmm. Of course. I would mm -hmm. love to do this again. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming with me of course. and for being so brave in the midst of all those uh, spirits. Yeah, of course. Anytime. We got you, girl. So for everybody listening, tune in next Thursday for some more scary, scary stories, stories and cheese, man.
This episode of Scary Encounters is brought to you by Anchor, podcasting made easy, anchor.fm. Mortis Viventi, the last authentic music brand dedicated to helping musicians and promoting music, mortisviventi.com. H.J. Tidy, Night Terror Publishing. Step into the bizarre world of H.J. Tidy, who is committed to introducing his readers to some of the most unusual, darker variety of true stories, nightterrorpub.com. Sayasha Gianna, cosmic shaman, psychic medium, multidimensional healer, animal whisperer, teacher of empaths, healers, and starseeds. Are your encounters hitting too close to home? Contact Sayasha Gianna, patreon.com slash Sayasha. Voided, spooky artist who offers hand-painted, one-of-a-kind items, spooky pins, prints, stickers, and more. Lost in a void of what is dead. Voided.com. 